Well, folks, I'm sure you heard that buzz. That's the business buzz. That's the flight of the bumblebee is the theme for our business buzz right here in downtown Chico on KKXX 104.5. We're the live talk show inviting local businessmen and women to promote their businesses on the radio weekday afternoons at 3. And now the founder and director of Chico Business Network Association, CBNA, yours truly, is the host of today's show, Douglas Broughton. And we have with us today a lady who is very experienced at horses, at trail riding, at uh, all things having to do with uh, everything from hay to uh, you name it. She has a rescue sanctuary, and she's here today to talk to us about the business that she has. And her business is horses and children. Girls especially. Is that true, Jen? <laughs> we have a lot of boys, too. Oh, do you? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, we are very fortunate in that we have um, young men, and they... Occasionally, the young men are following the young ladies, but <laughs> they come to uh, to be around the girls, and they end up riding a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That, that's how it works. Jan Sneed. Jan Sneed. Dan, yes. Jan Sneed, S-N-E-E-D, folks. Here she is. Go ahead, Jan. Um, this is a rescue sanctuary. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, which is good because we never make any money. We just pay the bills on old horses, and that's what we're supposed well, to be doing. Well, isn't that the way we all do? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I pay the salaries, and I pay the insurance, and I pay for the horses, and that's what we do. Hmm. Um, this started many years ago um, when I saw some wonderful old lesson horses that I had that I had uh, given away um, being abused, and I ended up having to buy them back and put them to sleep. Oh, man. So... When I retired, um, my husband and I traveled, and then we decided that we would pay back horses for all the joy they had brought me over the years. Oh, that's beautiful. So I started rescuing horses. Well, suddenly I ended up with teenage girls hanging around, or 10-year-old girls hanging around, wanting to do things around the horses. Most of my girls and boys are come from good families and are well well-sponsored well, uh, by their parents. Some of them are not. And so we integrate the two groups together, and it is incredible to watch them pull the kids that are in risk up to the other kids' levels. That being said, we also have horses that have come from every horse I've got. Every rescue horse I have has a history and a story, and some of them are really not good. Anyway... The deal I make with the horses is that they will die on my place. They will never be sold. They will never be canned. They will live their life on my place, and when they cannot be ridden anymore, I will give them a couple of years of retirement, and then I'll put them down. That's only fair to the horse. You can't let a horse go until they're colicked and miserable before you put them down. You do it humanely and kindly before they're ready to to. You have sound like you have a big heart and compassion. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I we also, need more people like you. <laughs> I love my girls. I love, I love the kids dearly. I love the horses dearly. And it is my business is run primarily, all the work is done primarily by my interns. These are kids that have been riding for me for several years. Mm -hmm. They start off taking lessons, mm -hmm. my young kids. When I know they're safe and they're not going to get under a horse or do something really dumb, then I invite them to be a helper. And then when they're a helper for a while, I would ask them if they wanted to be an intern. Okay. When they want to be an intern, then that means they help me with the camps, they help me with the fencing, they help me with um, getting the little kids on the horses, etc. Once we get to that stage, then I offer them a project horse because I've been given horses on a regular basis. Once they have a project horse, they, this is, they train this horse until it is safe to get into the lesson program. Mm -hmm. They also have the option of just keeping that horse as a lease horse, which costs uh, no more than the lessons. Um, as a rule, the girls want to keep their project horses, but sometimes they don't, and they get back on the line, and they get turned in as lesson horses. And I find them another project horse. If they're doing their work out at the barn and they have a B average at school, and with their parents' permission, I will then give them a horse. 
but the horse can never be taken from my place. It can never be, I will never, I never want to see another horse in the kind of misery I saw my first lesson horses go. So the horses stay on my place um, unless the girl goes to college or something and then they bring them right back when they're through. And they will be turned back into me um, when they are ready to be put down. So that's my program. Um, we have seen some amazing things happen. We've seen troubled children um, have to take care of a horse who's had more trouble than they ever thought about. And they come together. And suddenly you'll see the horse in the middle of the field, see that kid, and they'll turn and leave the herd and walk to the gate to wow. meet their kid. I bet that's beautiful. I'm sure it you have pictures. It is a beautiful thing. It's, it's real special. And then if you have a timid child, you put them on a horse that they have to make do what they want to do. Or they won't go anyplace. They'll just stand there. <laughs> kind of like children. If we have a hot-tempered <laughs> child, we put them on one that you lose your temper, they're going to trot to the gate and stop. So the kids learn. And they also learn to clean stalls and to clean horses and to clean out trailers. And to it's a working thing. This is the way I was raised, that you work around the barn. This is the way these girls are, and boys are being raised. And it's a wonderful thing to watch. It really is. Oh, I bet it is. That's a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm sure that's just the beginning. That's just the introduction to your book. Are you writing a book about this? No book. <laughs> oh, come on. Come I'm on. barely articulate, but no book. <laughs> um, I love my uh, program very much. We have two very fine trainers. One is Teresa Tucker, and the other is Brandy Grout, both of whom are very devoted to the program as well. Um, Brandy is much more exuberant about what she allows the children to do on horseback than I am. I'm an old worry ward. I want them to have a saddle and to sit quietly and not get in trouble and no trotting on the trail. And Brandy looks at him and says, well, if you want to try it, go ahead. If you fall off, don't come crying to me. <laughs> it's a different philosophy. That's and good. Teresa is a traditional trainer, and she does wonderful jobs with our horses that are problem children. And she does very good job with having the problem children horses mm -hmm. with the right kids to straighten them out. So it's, it's a nice mix we have going. So the and horses are working with the children, and the children are working with the horses. And so the trainers are overseeing. And my, young, my youngest son is uh, in the corporation of this thing, and he is the safety officer, and he's forever stalking around saying your cinch isn't done right or your bridle isn't on right or this and that. So it's a, it's a great, great thing. And my husband has... <laughs> is a retired administrator of Chico State and has become the handyman, <laughs> whether he wanted to be or not. No, he's, uh, what was his capacity at Chico State? He was associate vice president for business administration at Chico State for 35 years. Whoa. Wow. That's a, that's a tall order. <laughs> he, he wears a, a serious hat, I'm sure. Maybe he's calmed down now that he's out the ranch there. Either helping. that or we've weakened him. I don't know. <laughs> I do know this much. Bob was my husband, was raised with, in a family of boys. He had boys. He dated girls, but he had boys as a married man. And so having his house suddenly filled with 10 to 17-year-old teenage girls is sort of an eye-opener for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not sure about all the angst we go through. Oh, wow. You know, um, Who's, what, whose boyfriend we're mad at this week. Everybody gets mad. If anybody breaks up with anybody, it better be the girl breaking up with the boy. Because if the boy <laughs> breaks up with her, everybody's mad at him. <laughs> so funny. it's a lot of fun out there. Oh, wow. Well, this is beautiful. I'm sure glad you could join us today here on KKXX 104.5 if you're out there listening. Also, 930 AM. The 104.5 is FM. The, the 930 is AM. If you're out there listening or you know someone that needs to tune into this who's into horses or has a child that might be interested, how do they get a hold of you, Jan? How's a, what's a good contact? Do you have a phone number and a web? We're on the web, Okay. Um, and my phone number is 530-228-5796. That's 228-5796. Okay. We'll say that a few times during the show <laughs> because there are people driving listening to this. And we don't want them to have to uh, pull over and stop. But just you can you can keep tuned, folks. And uh, if you're driving, you can listen to this and and be sure and write the number down when you get to a good place. Uh, don't encourage that when you're in the front line at the stoplight waiting. 
that's not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few people do that in front of me. I think maybe they were on their text message or whatever, but you know, that's uh, we got to use good horse sense. There folks. you go. You get it? <laughs> horse sense. That's what we're talking about today is horse sense. And uh, it didn't just come recently. Horses have uh, been around. I mean, God made horses in the beginning. And uh, the oldest book in the Bible, I got to interject this because this is beautiful. And I was just, I think God tapped me on the head a while ago to do this. We are a religious-based station. We don't call it religious-based. We call it Life Radio right here, folks. Life Radio. Because it's about life. And what Jan is talking about is about life. She has a big heart of compassion through the experiences she's gone through. And it's led her in this direction. And I believe all things are ordered of the Lord. She said something along that line earlier when we were talking on the phone before she came to the show. But uh, I'm going to read from the oldest book in the Bible is the book of Job. And actually, very few people know this, but Job, the book of Job was carried on the ark by Noah because Job lived while Noah was building the ark. And Job died before the flood happened, before the ark was finished. And uh, they had horses then, folks. Some of them got on the ark. That's why we have horses today. So it's beautiful. It's in the 39th chapter, if you want to write this down. And Job writes it in a beautiful way. This is the old King James English, which I just love. It's been around 400 years. It's, the, it's sold more than any book on the face of the earth has ever sold. It's still in existence, and it still holds the leading sale of all books in the world, which is quite impressive. Uh, and it's quoted, by the way, more than any book in the world. So I'm going to quote this to you. In fact, I'm reading it to you. It's not quotable to me. I can't say that I've, I'm quoting it because I haven't memorized it, but I've sure turned to it a lot because I've been into horses a lot in my life. In fact, my dad meant my mom breaking and training horses for her, and that's as far back as I'm going to go. But uh, it says in the 19th verse of the 39th chapter of the book of Job in the Old King James Bible. Hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou clothed his neck with thunder? Canst thou make him afraid as a grasshopper? The glory of his nostrils is terrible. Or it says in the margin, awful. He paweth in the valley and rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth out to meet the armed men. He mocketh at fear and is not affrighted. Neither turneth he back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against him. The glittering spear and the shield. He swalloweth up the ground with the fierceness of his rage. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. To retreat, that means. He has said among the trumpeters, Ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, and the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Tells a little about the horse during mm -hmm. the time of Job. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jan, but I just had to interject this. It just was inspiring to me. The part you were talking about how he hears the, the sounds of the battles and paws. The horses do that when we're working cattle, um, the girls and Aaron cattle. The, cat, the horses are going along, and then all of a sudden their heads will start swiveling. They know the cattle are there. They can hear them long before we have any <laughs> idea where they are. And some of those old cow horses that we've rescued, they're like dogs. They can find a cow in a bush. You just follow the horse, and they'll take you to him. <laughs> it's fun to watch. We went up to gather cattle on the Rock Creek Ranch. I guess it's been about a month ago now. And uh, my girls were in the saddle for 12 solid hours. No joke. 12 solid hours. Wow. They never quit. They brought those cattle, including some calves that were just barely born, all the way down out of those mountains, all the way down into the Rock Creek Ranch. Never lost a cow. I've seen where they throw those little calves that can't, they're just wobbly. I've seen the, some of the ranch workers throw those over the saddle mm -hmm. in front of them and cradle them there. And such a beautiful picture. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a painting like that, but it would sure be it, a beautiful. It does happen. Yeah. We were very close to doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't want uh, for the girls to try to pick them up unless we just had to, because these are old range cows and they'll get you if they can. <laughs> yeah, I never thought so, of that. So, um, we did all right. We had to stop several times, and uh, I had some tired girls the next day. And uh, myself, this queen of the cattle was just a smidge sore the next day. <laughs> I'm not I'm used to being in the saddle that many hours I'm sure anymore. that's where bow-legged, <laughs> the term bow-legged comes there from. There you are. I was a tired old woman when I got through. <laughs> um, uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful they, sight. 
they do a good job. Hmm. We, uh, I, I've got to interject this. We had last week, we had uh, Danielle Vogel. She's the owner of DK Web Design, and they have like seven people working there. And she's a um, very, very good businesswoman. And uh oh, I was going to say something about her, but here comes, here comes that buzzy bee again. The busy buzzy bee and we are a business buzz here in downtown chico for north state of california we cover the whole north state if you're out there listening call a friend it'll give you a chance to tell somebody while we're on break for commercial right here here's rick box founder of integrity resource center with today's integrity moment over dinner a former detective and i talked about my leaving banking to begin a ministry to the marketplace I can chase a man down a blind alley who has a gun and not be the least bit afraid, he said. But leaving a job to start a ministry would scare me half to death. Fear takes shape in many forms. Chasing someone down an alley with a gun would paralyze me. But yet for my friend, it was no big deal. Deuteronomy 31.8 teaches, The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. If you're walking in God's calling, do not fear. He will be with you. To order Rick's new book, Unconventional Business, visit IntegrityResource.org. That's IntegrityResource.org. Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple, naturally the best Mount Shasta spring water. Well, folks, here we are back at uh, 104.5 on your dial on your FM, 930 on your AM. My name is Douglas Broughton, and this is my guest, Jan Sneed. And Jan was talking about uh, the horses and the rescue sanctuary she has and how they work with the girls and boys, she said. And uh, before, I, before I turn it back over to her, I wanted to finish what I was starting to say before we had a break for the commercials here. That was Danielle Vogel was on our show last week, and she said one of the reasons she wanted to start her own business and make money, and she does quite well financially. I don't want to know her financial business, but I know she really has it together in this town. She's been at the business for five years. That's DK Web Design. I want to give you a little plug here, Danielle. But she donates to the, uh, the horse foundations and to rescue horses. That's one of her heart's uh, desires is so that she could have money to do that. And I thought, that's so ironic. Then you come on the show this week. <laughs> so, Danielle, if you're out there listening, and I hope you are, um, this is a good lady to put you in touch with. So be sure and write down you or Dustin Smith, your, uh, your assistant there, write down her name and number. Uh, and would you give us that uh, name and number again for how people it's can Jan's, contact you? Jan's Rails to Trails. Rescue Sanctuary, and my phone number is 530-228-5796, and I do have a website that the youngsters won't let me be on because I screw up the computer all the time. <laughs> so it's run primarily. You're, you're too honest. You're yes. very, very much too honest, Jen. They, they take my phone away from me and fix it all the time, too, because I, <laughs> I do not do well. Um, if you want me to fix some leather on a saddle, I'm your man, but I'm your lady. But <laughs> if it comes to a computer, I need help. And it's embarrassing when a nine-year-old knows more about it than you do, and they fix it for me. So That's why we have nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. I've come to that conclusion. <laughs> we also, um, the kids are learning about um, cattle as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, uh, my partner in the cow business is... Joellen Hall, 
and Joe has uh, been, uh, her family's been in the cattle business in Chico and up in um, Chester for generations. And she has very generously allowed me to bring the girls and the boys um, in and work around some of her gentler cattle. And it's a wonderful thing to watch. The kids get a real big kick out of getting in and moving the cattle through the chutes and doing all the things that we do to mark and vaccinate and fly stuff on cows. And the kids get to ride the horses to gather cattle. <laughs> and this is only when they're interns. And they have to have a B average. Remember, anything under a B, they can't, they can't participate until they bring oh, their grades up. Oh, so it's educational as well. Oh, yeah, they have to have a B in school mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. they can't come. They, well, they have to. Good motivating. As, as luck would have it, my youngest son is a non-practicing teacher. And um, so if they really get where they're in trouble financially, I mean financially, um, in their schoolwork, then Jeff will sit down and help them get organized and bring their grades up. And we've had several kids sitting around the kitchen table eating cookies, doing homework with Jeff standing over them. And so it, it works out well. We keep the grades up. Um, they know if they fail that they've been lectured to get proactive, to go tell your folks before it happens, let them know you're in trouble. And I've had parents thank me because they had no idea. You know, they hadn't been on the Internet to find out what their kids were doing, and they had no idea the kid was not doing well in this particular class. Mm -hmm. But the kid came to them because mm -hmm. they've been coached from us. And uh, it's nice that we do something that keeps, them out, keeps the youngsters out of trouble because once they get downward spiral, they get downward spiral in a hurry. So if you can keep them optimistic and rising up and achieving things, and if they make a mistake, earn their way out of that mistake and get trust back, it's, it's a good thing. And uh, we enjoy it very much. Wow, that's a that's a beautiful uh, compliment about uh, what your your program is about. I mean, it's such a compliment the the educational factor that the children have to maintain a, a, a good grade to be involved. It, it means they have to earn the right to be involved with something they enjoy with the horses and the cattle and the training they get there and the responsibility <laughs> and some of the things that you know. No, the, the, the poop scoopers, that's no fun. It's no fun, but they have to learn that life isn't all about fun. Some things are responsibility. You have to get that wheelbarrow out there. You have to get the shovel. You have to go to the stalls. You have to do things that aren't fun, but they're important to learn. Uh, I heard somebody say one time, in order to be successful in life, you have to take one thing at least a day that you don't want to do and do it, and do it right, and do it with all your integrity and and, and all your heart and, and do it like it was the most important thing that day and then you'll learn to be a better character a better person get along with people better because you know some of the hardest things to do are to, to uh, talk to someone you don't really want to talk to and to treat them the way that you'd want to be treated even though they may not deserve it <laughs> you know this is good for children to interact with the animals helps them to learn to interact with each other better and this is one of the skills that's so lacking in this day of um, the cell phones. The kids will be standing right beside each other at the school, and they're text messaging each other, and they're four feet away from each other. And, you know, my wife calls that their binky. <laughs> she <laughs> says they never learn to let go of their binky. And she wouldn't let her son, who's now 16, she wouldn't let him have a touch screen. I wouldn't even let him have a phone. And it really, uh, his grades just maintained the highest honors. You can't imagine how high you... But the, the beautiful thing about this is, is it's reality. You have to teach them responsibility. Once he could prove he was responsible with the phone, because he had one and he had, it lasted 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's and she took happened. it back. She said, it's over. You aren't getting the phone. So it was a whole other year he had to go without until he finally proved that he could. And then he only got it like three days a week. And she got it the rest of the time. And he didn't like that. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's about learning what reality is, learning what responsibility is, learning common sense, which everybody has heard the old saying, common sense isn't so common anymore. It used to be common sense, went back on the days of the ranch. I grew up in ranches and farms too, with horses and cattle. So I can really, and it's a joy having you here. It brings <laughs> back a lot of memories. But uh, I'm doing the talking here. I wanna ask you some questions. Let's get back to your husband. 
let's, uh, oh, I know. Yeah, well, maybe maybe you'd rather talk about other yeah, things. That's but fine. but but he he plays an important role. He's been patient with you about doing this. It was probably your idea, I'm assuming, to do this, and he's he's uh, hung in there with you on this. You know. Yes, he has. Okay. He is. Um, so he deserves. My it. husband is a very very patient man. Good. We have found that his patience is not infinite. I mean, he does have a limit. You know, when my calf got into the lilies that he had grown this week (laughs) and ate all the blossoms off of it, his patience was a little tried then, and I could only apologize for I had no idea that the calf was out. Oh, wow. So, but he he is a very patient man, and he does enjoy the kids. And some of my kids are coming from places that don't have um, male influence in their their lives. Yeah, yeah, that is a big problem. And they get a big kick out of my son and my husband, and Mm -hmm. they're... Um, watching all the ball games and doing all this sort of thing. They, the girls are just appalled. <laughs> but they also are very fond of Bob, and he is very fond of them. And he will stand up and be counted if he thinks the child's in trouble. And uh, we have opened our home. The kid's staying with us for short periods of time. Wow. Um, and he's very patient with that. Though he, the one one kid got into real trouble, and... Um, came to us and stayed clean for a while and then got into trouble again. Oh, wow. And we had to cut him loose. And Bob was the guy that had to do it. And I, yeah. I you know. So I, he really steps up to the plate then. My husband has always, in his whole life, has always stepped up to the plate. Oh, wow. That's the most yeah. beautiful commendation. <laughs> yeah. You could you He's, could give him this recording for, for next Father's Day. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> uh, He's uh, occasionally a little short-tempered uh-huh. <laughs> when my horses get out on his lawn and the calf eats his, his lilies but if that's as bad as it ever gets we're doing all right we've been well, married since 1968 wow since 68 since 68 I, now, that's, and he uh, got back that's from vietnam almost and we 50 got, years almost. that's when this radio station started <laughs> it is yes. 1968 wow time just flying by folks here we are with another commercial time didn't realize it was getting away so quickly we're at 104.5 fm radio station kkxx And just don't go away, don't touch that dial, as they say in Radio Land. We'll be right back in a couple, three minutes. Talk to you then. Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple. Naturally, the best Mount Shasta spring water. Sometimes insurance can be a confusing business. I can't stress enough the importance of having a single professional insurance agent to help make sense of all your personal and business insurance policies. You don't want to get caught without the right coverage. For all your insurance needs, trust Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. Call 891-7900 for a free consultation and a policy review. 891-7900 for Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is Pastor Glenn from Butte Bible Fellowship. You know, I want to invite you today to just stop for a moment and ask yourself, have I asked Jesus Christ into my life and into my heart to forgive me of sin and be my Lord? Today, you can do that, but you need to go to Him because He's come to you. Ask Him to forgive you of sin. God bless you, and I trust you'll step into a new life. Pastor Glenn Cheney and KKXX, sharing the good news with Northern California. Well, here we are back, folks, 104.5 KKXX Radio, 
talking with Jan Sneed, owns uh, Rails to Trails. It's a rescue sanctuary. She works with horses, works with children who are working with the horses, and she knows how to match them up so that uh, it's a perfect match with the right horse for the, the child. And that is a, you have to be really gifted. Uh, you can't just teach that to anybody. They have to have it in their blood. And she grew up with horses. She understands kids. She understands horses. She has a big heart. And she's been doing this for how long now, Jan? The rescue sanctuary is just, just a year. I have been doing the rescues for the last 15 years and was running boarding stables and training horses for the last 40 years. Oh, wow. So I've been at this a while, which is why I'm so stove up when I walk. <laughs> <laughs> stove up. Well, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Maybe you can feel it, but I didn't see it. And uh, that's uh, honest of you to, to mention that. Uh, we have a mutual friend out there, and I hope he's listening. And uh, I wanted to bring him up. I want to bring him up because I want him to be on the show. Uh, and he's promised to be on the show representing the company that he now works for. He used to train horses. In fact, you said you knew him quite well. His name is Kelly Huff. Yes, I know Kelly. He Kel trained a horse Kelly for Huff. That's Kelly H-U-F-F, Huff. And he uh, he trained a horse for you? or Yeah, he was giving me lessons. I had a, a reigning horse um, that I was trying to make into a better horse, which didn't pan out. But I had a second horse that he looked at and said, well, why aren't you riding that horse? And I said, well, because she's not so good. <laughs> and so he took her over and trained her for a month or so. And then she lasted me a long, long time. I rode her many years after that. So he was right about that horse. Yes, huh? he was. I, yeah, he has he, a lot. He had of, a good eye on him. He does. He has a, he has a good eye how to look over their legs and look over their attitude, and you know that takes a gift too. Yes, it does. And he's quite gifted in that world. I know a lot of people. I know I'm learning more and more people that know him that can attest to how how good he was as a horse trainer. He did that for years, and when he's on the show, I'll let him tell us about that. That's not why he's going to be on the show, but I wanted him to know we're talking about him, thinking about him. And I wanted to tell it, tell everybody out there so he'll know we're not talking behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, if you're out there, I hope you're listening in. Anyway, back to uh, about your uh, your program that you have now. Does this cost money? Do the kids have to pay for it, or now, so, or some do and some don't, or how some do they? and some don't. Some okay. um, yes, there are some children that that can't pay that can't pay. Uh -huh. um, we do our best to bring them into the fold. Um, they will work a lot harder than the uh -huh. other kids do because they... They're paying their own they way. They know that they are paying their own way. I, right. And they take it upon themselves in a short period of time. They realize how hard I'm working out there. Mm -hmm. And they realize that to be able to keep it going, they're going to have to put in the time. And though some of the kids that are paying work really, really hard, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them that aren't paying, that just work themselves to death. They are out there. I have one girl um, who, well, I have a committee of girls that have decided that I'm a hoarder and that I need to get rid of about half of my tack and my equipment. Well, those old straps that I've got, they mean something to me they're now. They don't know about being sentimental. Well, there's that. And, that, you know, <laughs> I'm going to use that snap. One of these days, I'm going to need to put that on something. And if mm -hmm. they throw it out, I won't have that snap. <laughs> and I have to watch them because now they've decided we're going to have a big tax sale and a yard sale in July. Mm. And they're going to get rid of all my junk. You better not go to town. You better stay home that day. <laughs> I'm really worried about what's going to disappear now. <laughs> so I have to watch them. And uh, they have agreed that they're going to put everything that they're rescuing, they're taking out to go go sell and get it out of my tack room, which I have to admit is so full I can barely walk in there anymore. Um, they're going to take it and put it all in one trailer. And then I get to go through the trailer and decide what I want to keep. And then everything else either gets thrown away or goes to the yard sale. I'm really, really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. why I said you better not go to town that day. Yeah, some of them don't know what a German martingale is, and I want to oh, save that German wow. martingale. There'll be a horse someday. I, I, I need that. that. I, I know need what that, that is. one of these days. And yep. then there's the running W's, and they don't understand why I have to have a running. I will need that one of these days. And they, you know, they've been hanging on the walls for years. I probably will never use them again. I'm long past riding Bronx. I'm too old for it. 
but I might, a kid might need it one of these days, and they just don't see it. They, they don't understand no, all those things. Well, no. they haven't lived that long. They, <laughs> they may never understand it. You know, once they lose touch with that world, that's a, that's a dying art. You know, that was uh, in the 1800s, that was common, common knowledge. But today, there's a lot that isn't common knowledge out there. It is also true that the training techniques we use on horses are so much more humane and better than what we had Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, sure. Um, we used to ear a bronc down and get on. Right. Now they have, it's considered dumb to get a horse that'll buck with you. You don't ever let them get that far. You train them on the ground. You mm-hmm. do, and and it's true that their hands are so good. Those kids are keeping those horses' heads down. Mm-hmm. They're doing a wonderful job of getting them traveling correctly. And um, my old beat up horses. We'll go to a horse show, and they won't place any place that it's... Western Pleasure is 60 to 70% the horse and 30% the rider. Mm-hmm. We don't ever get ribbons doing that. None of my horses are fast, fancy enough because they're old. Mm-hmm. Flip it, and where we're on the equitation classes, where it's 70% the rider and 30% the horse, we're coming home with buckles every single time. <laughs> we're placing first, second, third, fourth, wow. fifth. You know, my kids can ride. Who would know that but you? Well, you they, they, they can ride. They may they, not have the fanciest horse in town, yeah. but they got a horse, and wow. they can ride. Wow. That's so. beautiful. This should be turned into a movie, folks. <laughs> if there's no. anybody out there <laughs> wanting to do a, a good movie, this would be an awesome... Uh, I'm afraid awesome. I'm a little uh, little old and a little chubby for movies, <laughs> but we're, we're all right. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're just uh, you're just prejudiced there. You're just too hard on yourself, um, Jan. My kids are are good kids. They got a few rough edges. Um, the lecture I give them every time they go off to a rodeo. Some of my kids are old enough now to go to high school rodeos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I tell them, "What's the rules?" And they'll tell me, "No men, no beer, no nothing good happens after midnight, and don't never go behind the shoots with a cowboy." you got got the the four or five commandments here jan's jan's commandments nailed to the barn i do and so far we're doing all right (laughs) to my knowledge we're doing all right (laughs) well you're doing something right there jan and i want to commend you for that and i'm so glad and thankful that you're here on our radio talking live this is a live show folks this is not pre-recorded this is us right now right here downtown chico 104.5 104.5 FM on your dial, 930 if it's AM. But uh, if you're listening in, stay tuned because we have some good things. We're going to wrap up here in uh, oh, how much, about uh, about 20 minutes at, uh, at 4 o'clock. Every, sh- every day this show's on from 3, to clock, 3 o'clock until 4 o'clock. Get my tang all tangled up here late in the day. But uh, anyway, Jan, I want to ask you one more question. Uh, and I've got a few questions, but this one more is, is uh, we were talking about uh, how children get enrolled into your program. Who decides that, or do they apply, or how do they find out about you? Or I, I know I have a friend named Robert, and he's the one that told me about you. He clued me in, Robert Marcialis. He's been on my show before here, and he's in the insurance business, and he gets around and sees a lot of people. In fact, he insured a bull rider here a week or two ago for $5 million. He <laughs> might have mentioned that to you. I don't know. But he's a very unusual person, and he deals with livestock. He deals with ranches and farms quite a bit. And uh, he, he told me about you, and he gave me enough information. I said, she has to be on this show. I said, <laughs> would you ask her if she would please come down to the radio station, get on our show today? And he said, he said sure, he'd talk to you. And I'm so glad it worked out for us all, especially me. I'm a little... A little self-centered here. <laughs> I'm really glad it worked out. I am too. It's, good. It's well, good. I think it's the beginning of a really, really good connection because I, uh, I also own a business called CBNA, Chico Business Network Association. And CBNA has been around two and a half years. We're fairly young, but I collect mostly men, but I try to get women involved. And I think it would behoove you to get over there. It's at Cozy Diner every Tuesday after or in the morning at uh, 11.30 it starts. But it uh, goes until 1. I was going to say it goes until 1 in the afternoon. But if you can only be there 30 minutes or if you can be there an hour, and this goes to anyone out there who is in business. So if you're out there listening and you're in business, you'd like to come and check us out. It's a networking program. 
that I initiated. I am the founder and the owner of it. I have the business license for it. It's all in my name. And I, I say, you know, this is not a, uh, a democracy. I said, I choose you. I select you. If you're one of the people I'm looking for, if you come there as a visitor and it's a fit for you, it's a fit for me. If you like it and it's going to work for us too, has to work for everybody. Uh, it's an honor to be in this group. It does, it does uh, come with a real small token fee, but it's by the month, and there are no other programs like it in the North State that I know of. And I have people in there that are from uh, BNI, which is Business Network, so Business Network International. I have men in there that have belonged to that. I formerly belonged to that in Sacramento, uh, and that's a good thing. There's some things I didn't like about it that was too rigid on this and too rigid on that. And so I tailored this. From some of the things I didn't like in BNI and some of the things I did like, I took LATIP. LATIP is another program. It's a pretty good program, but I have one fellow that's been in that before. In fact, he was the president of LATIP here in uh, Chico, and he's joining my group tomorrow. He's signing up as a member tomorrow. He's been three times now, and he owns um, uh, Sweetwater. That's what the name of it is, Sweetwater Day Spa. And it's, it's uh, been best of Chico for four straight years, oh, wow. voted best of Chico, and recruiting someone that used to be in La Tip, especially the president, is just an honor to me. It's quite humbling to me. I, I, I look. I could say, well, it's a feather in my cap, but no, really, it, it, it's a, it's a touching of my heart better than a feather in my cap. It touches my heart that somebody like him, who's an important man about town and who uh, has a really good business, Sweetwater Day Spa, four years in a row, best of Chico. That should tell you something, folks. So we've got a commercial already. i just like to, uh, the people that support me and I support, uh, and I support those who support me, believe me, I want them on my show. I want to promote you. So if you're out there, uh, get in touch with us. I'll give you the number when we come back. First, this commercial, don't touch that dial. Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek, broken down word by word, and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great for new believers, for personal devotions, and for group studies. There's also an audiobook, And as always, you get to name the price. Just go to MergedGospels.com. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got a lot of food in this country. We've got so much food that we can't eat it all. So how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to hungry kids who need it. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at FeedingAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Here we are back, folks, downtown Chico, 104.5 on your dial. This is Douglas Broughton speaking with Jan and Jan Sneed. Tell us a little more about Rails to Trails, your uh, your company that you own, Rails. What, what is, you're talking about rails. What do you mean rails? Um, going on the rail means that you're riding in an arena using the fence as, as that's the rail, okay. the fence. Okay. And so you we start off every day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
riding the fence and learning all the fancy maneuvers you do on horses, the okay. side passes and the rollbacks and the this and that and the slide stops and things. Then we open up the gate and mm-hmm. we all go for a trail ride and take the horses back out to their pastures. I have some of the most generous neighbors the world has ever seen. They are so kind about us parading down the road. Mm-hmm. It's a private road down their driveways practically with these horses, dropping them off and putting the saddles in a pickup, and putting the kid in the pickup. They all ride in the back of the truck like we used to as we were kids. Mm-hmm. This is on a private road, so it's, it's legal. And we take all the horses back out to pasture so they get to go on trail rides. Makes me want to be a kid again. <laughs> we have a really good time. We, uh, our, our place crosses Rock Creek. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors, um, to keep the fire hazard down and the fact that they are very kind and generous people, mm-hmm. um, are allowing us to use their fields. I put up electric fence or we build a fence, whatever it takes. And we use their, we've got... 40 acres here and 10 acres here and five acres there and another 25 up on top and that sort of thing that we use, um, the horses graze it down, and that's where they're staying. And the neighbors let me do that. Um, they've been incredibly kind for many, many years. I do, and it's a house of cards. You know, if one neighbor has to bail, I have to put horses in the next neighbor's, and it, I've never had it happen, but it could. Well, you know. keeping the grass down, like when it gets dry and brown and becomes a fire hazard in the oh, summer? Oh, it does, and we've yeah. had three fires up there. And, and that they 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 do a good service then, actually. To That's right. Because their hooves are big enough. They kind of, what, grass they don't and eat? And they, they eat pound. it right down to the nubbins, yeah, if you give yeah. them a shot at it. Wow. They, the last fire we had came up out of the, uh, off of the Vina Plains. We back up to the start of the Vina Plains. Okay. And now, you're out off of Kiefer Road. Off out, of Kiefer. Uh, if you turn, turn off of 99 Highway north of Chico and... Go out Kiefer Road. How many miles out there? It's 3.9 miles um, from okay. 99. So it's and, not that hard to get and, out there. Nope. And it's only one mile from Cohasset Highway. Okay. And you turn north, and I'm the first house on the left. Okay. Number nine. And uh, the last fire they had years and years and years ago hit where I was grazing, came up and hit where I was grazing, and the fire marshal said, and then it just died. <laughs> he says, they, you know, because horses burn. walk the fence line. It's just That's a habit. Right. And That's so right. they pound... They pound a fire break, well, you know, be. so they just, it's, so nobody has to mow it. Nobody has to plow it. We just, just leave them out there break. and they How just pace that? it back and forth. That's so. amazing. You um, know, you never think about these things, you know, until, uh, until it happens. And then you, you realize how, uh, they, they serve many purposes. They do. And mm-hmm. this is, it's, uh, it's a gift to us. That's true. And, uh. I happen to be impassioned to appreciate that particular gift, though I'm sure I miss other gifts in this world. I, <laughs> that one I'm, I'm very partial well, to. Well, you are a gift. <laughs> to be working with these children like you are and working with these horses, you are a gift from God. You really are. I say that from the bottom of my heart. You, you are actually that. a gift from God to help, to help these uh, children like you do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about the children. Uh, you hear it said at graduations. They are our future. Well, you know, you, you can't hear that too much. We need to keep that in mind because uh, the things that, uh, that we do, our children can benefit from or they can lose out on because of the, 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 the things that we could have done better. And I think that's one of the sad, uh, sad things about uh, when Father's Day rolls around. I always think of, man, I look back and I, I think, if I would have only done this, if I would have only done that, if I'd only been a better father, if I'd have been, you know, I look at that. I don't go around waving my banner of, of uh, oh, look at me, look at me, you know. And, and I think it's a very humbling thing to be a father. It's a very humbling thing to be a mother. And at Mother's Day and at Father's Day, we should look at and say, okay, I'm still alive and breathing. I'm still vertical. What can I do? It's, <laughs> it's not over yet, folks. No, it what isn't. can I do, you know? <laughs> And I'm still, a, I'm still a dad, and I, I want to be the best dad I can from here on out. And, and uh, not just to make up for things, but also to make things up that are more beautiful, you know, that, that are more precious. And uh, any kind of a gift that we can leave uh, that, that can be remembered. Uh, you know, I read something once that says it's not going to matter about this. And I wish I had that list before me right here. I'd read it on the radio. But, but I want to talk about you. I'll get this list, all the things that don't matter, that we think matter most. <laughs> yeah. And when it's all over and you're at a funeral, we realize those things didn't matter. 
No, it's you not. Know, it didn't matter. It's not really how rich you yeah. are. It's what you've, you're leaving behind. Yeah. I can tell you that I hear people all the time about this generation doesn't do this, and they're lazy, and they're this. My kids work, and they do it out of the kindness and generousness of their hearts. Wow. I'm so proud of them. I'm um, going to come out there. Are you going to invite yeah, me? Sure. Or do I have to Anytime. invite myself? St- they, <laughs> I have girls because they don't want the stalls to stay dirty tomorrow. Uh-huh. I'll have children out at my barn at 7 a.m. because they want to get it done before it gets too hot. Hmm. And they'll their poor parents will have to get up and, and, take, <laughs> them. and take them out to my place <laughs> and turn them loose. <laughs> and well, in this kind of heat, when it's 110, my goodness, yeah. we're going to shut it down around noon because it's just too hot. You know, oh, no kidding. And it, these, it some of these horses, some of them are very young horses and some of them are very old horses, neither mm-hmm. one of which should be out in that kind of heat trying to work. So the kids try to get their chores done and the horses ridden before noon. Well, so. I'm sure any any parent worth his salt, as the old saying goes on the ranch, on the horse ranch, any any horse worth his salt. They used to say things like that. They don't say those things as much anymore. I do. Do you? <laughs> and the kids look at me like I'll say something because I'm a Texan. And, <laughs> Texan. Uh, I can tell that accent just a touch. <laughs> and I will say things like, well, he looked at that. He walked by and jumped like a new a bull looking at a new gate. you know. <laughs> or, and they'll look at me like, what? <laughs> bull looking or at a me. hen on a June bug. <laughs> jumped on that like a hen on a June bug. And they'll you look at me those like, old proverbial Texan sayings. Yeah, huh? they, th- they well, look at me like, she's totally nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. then they get a kick out of it and well, they, sure, they understand know, what I'm saying. You bring a culture to them that they missed out on. I had know. a father who was, I dearly loved, mm-hmm. um, who was Texas A&M, ROTC, oh, you know, wow. that sort of, so he rode. Uh-huh. But the man who instilled to me and my younger sister um, the love of horses was a man named Jim Brumley. And he trained cutting horses mm-hmm. in Texas mm-hmm. and uh, raised cattle. And he was not a highly educated man, but he always knew just exactly what to say. And he had a marvelous Kinda sense like of humor. Kind like Will Rogers. Very he sim- became famous yeah. just knowing what to say. Jim was just, my Uncle Jim was just a very, very generous man. And he, the whole idea that he would let a couple of kids mm-hmm. hang out around him mm. um, and learn, mm-hmm. uh, and we just watch him and learn, and that's uh, the same thing we're trying to do. My, oh, nine, 90% beautiful. of the time, these kids aren't on the horses. They're working, but they're listening, right. and they're watching the trainers work. Well, and we're hoping we have lots of people out there listening, <laughs> because, you know, listening is so important. Talking's important. Words are important. In yes, fact, in the Bible, it says there's power of death and life in the tongue. That's true. I mean... We need to really guard our lips and our tongue from saying things that are damaging and injuring sometimes that, that, that we can never take back. And so there's so many lessons. And these kids that are so impressionable at this age, you're dealing with them on, with horses who can't talk, but they, they can sure say things. If they you pay sure attention, can. <laughs> they can get the message across. You don't always have to talk to get the message across. Just be around a horse. You'll get the message. We have, Am I right? Yes. We have one old lesson horse who we bought. Um, I actually bought him mm-hmm. years ago from a situation I wasn't comfortable with. Okay. And he has repaid me a thousand times with his gentle nature and his willingness to try with the little tiniest kids on his back. You know? <laughs> and you'll see he's carrying one ear back and one ear forward, and you can see he's trying to figure out what the child is trying to tell him to do. <laughs> And he will go on and he will do that day after day after day. And then one day he turns around and he looks at me and then he'll just walk to the gate and stop. And the trainer will say, he's done. (laughs) (laughs) And we will take him out and we'll put him in pasture for a week or so. And then one day you'll see him and he will have walked up. He'll walk up to the gate again and say, okay, I'm ready to start again. Ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) But he'll tell you, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. That's that's a beautiful story. (laughs) Beautiful story, Jan. Um, You know, I I keep thinking about the gate. I remember my, my, uh, my granddad had a horse that you could go up to the gate and he would go sideways up to the gate so you could reach over with your arm and unlatch the gate. He'd he'd push right up against the gate and push against it. And I've seen other uh, cow horses that do that, especially when they're changing, uh, like at a feedlot, when they're changing cattle from yeah. one pen to side the other pass pen. pass and open the gate. And they side pass right up and they push. And, and soon you don't even have to do it. 
when they see that gate and you you point them towards that gate and you're riding that way they'll just turn sideways and go right up to the gate they know just what you want you don't have to cue them you don't have to they know what they're doing isn't that um, something i have several horses that open and shut gates and the children teach them how to side pass and open and shut gates when they don't know wow. my old horse henry that i ride so much um realized shortly that i'm short i'm five foot tall and i barely have any arms you know and <laughs> he learned that he couldn't just because he'd been ridden by men before i had him mm -hmm. that he couldn't just go to the side to the gate and the man's going to lean over and open the lane he has to walk forward and then sort of hunch over lean, lean over, over. Wow. so that i can reach the gate handle <laughs> And then straighten up and back up a couple of feet so that, so that I can hold onto the gate and open it up. And then he does exactly the opposite on the other side so that I can shut the gate again. Wow. He has the patience of a saint. <laughs> wow. Isn't that something? That, He's funny. The you kids know, people, get... people would think you're just making up tall horse stories no, here. it's unless true. Unless they saw it. It's funny you know? to watch. He, he can open they... a gate. If he, wow. if he had hands, he'd open it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this something? Um, there is such a competition that we go in um, called trail trials. Trail trials. And the kids, that's when they go over all sorts of obstacles. Um, uh -huh. They put an uh, air mattress filled with water in a container and you walk over it. Or they um, put balloons that pop out. Or they do all sorts of obstacles that you go through. And it's a riot to watch these girls. If they get if they get skunked, if those boys and girls get skunked, they don't. The horse won't go through the obstacle the first contest. Mm -hmm. By the next play day, the next time they go up there, those horses know that backwards and forwards. The kids come out and build it themselves if they have to. Wow! And they do. It's amazing to watch. Well, it. you sure have plenty of obstacles and plenty of plenty of uh, puzzles for them to solve with those horses. <laughs> That's amazing. I've got to come out and see that. I wish Listen, you would. Would, would you give us one more time how to get in touch with you before our My ending phone of number? the show? Yes. yes. It's a Rails to Trails Rescue Sanctuary. My name is Jan Sneed. My phone number is 530-228-5796. Um, we're always uh, looking for help, donations, and lessons. And so there you are. It costs to feed. How many horses do you have? You promise not to tell my husband? <laughs> <laughs> hey, the whole community that's listening here is going to tell your husband. <laughs> I, yes. I have a, at this moment, I have 41 head of horses. 41 head of horses. And 50 kids. And, and 50 kids? <laughs> and 50 kids. Wow. And so, I didn't realize your operation was that large. I should have asked you that at the beginning of the show. Um, the kids, a lot of them have taken off for the summer months. So right now I have... About half it the lesson. It costs to feed those horses. I'm it sure does. it costs a lot. I'm spending $4,000 a month in $4,000 And that's just the a hay. A month. That's wow. just the hay. That's not yeah, grain. That ain't that's no not hay. As they say on the ranch, that ain't no hay. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, that's a lot of hay. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Wow. I won't complain when I go buy groceries anymore. <laughs> you know. Well, um, listen, I'm sure you could use help feeding all those horses. I could. And, and helping with those children. That's a lot of overhead. Yes, it so is. So anyone out there listening... Uh, call Jan. Would you please give Jan a call and see if you can help in any way? She needs help, and she needs help from adults. She needs help from business people. She needs help with these kids. The any way you can important. think, get involved. Any way you can think you might get involved, she needs a helping hand. She's got a big heart, and she can't do it all by herself. Her sleeves are rolled up even here in the studio, folks. <laughs> I can tell she's a working woman. She could use a hand out there on the ranch and on the farm and on the whatever you, I don't know, on the... The uh, rescue sanctuary. Yeah. Rails to trails. Are you listed in anywhere? You said you're you're on the website. Uh, we're on a website, and we have, yes, we're listed. Uh, I don't know all the places we're that's listed. O that's okay. <laughs> the that's kids okay. are in charge the of it. No, the kids are your funny. <laughs> but how many kids? Close to fifty kids. Um, when we're running full tilt and we're talk talking the camps too, we've got uh, about fifty. We've kids. got the sound coming in, folks. We've got to go. I was just getting warmed up listening to all the things that Jan has to tell us here about Rails to Trails. Rescue Sanctuary uh, out here north off of Keeper Road. I'm sure you can find it. Look it up. I'm sure she said it's on the web. She gave you the phone number. Give us that one last time before we go here. 228-5796. Okay. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, 3 o'clock here on 104.5. KKXX. Paradise. K280GL. Chico. And K283AR, Chico.
Yuba City, Marysville. Honey, I'm really worried about our retirement funds. Oh, me too. We lost so much value in the recession in the stock market. I'm worried we won't have enough to retire. Jim next door told me that he had set up a new kind of IRA with the Gold Silver Group. He said how simple and safe it was. It's a private storage IRA, and we could have real gold and silver in our hands. Really? You mean we can actually see it and touch it? Absolutely. Jim said we could have all the benefits of an IRA to help build our retirement income. Bottom line, we would own a real tangible asset, and we would have the security of knowing we're protected no matter what the economy does. What do you think? I think we need to find out how to get our own private storage IRA. We need to call the Gold Silver Group right now. Are you ready to protect your future? Call 800-511-6771 now to find out how easy and safe it is to set up a private storage IRA with Gold Silver Group and find out how you can qualify for up to $700 in free silver. All transactions are privately delivered and fully insured. Please call us now. 800-511-6771.